is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? Yeah! This, this, this is Talkin' Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. First down. Hand on Elliott, plowing to the goal line. Barry, sacked by Lord. Prescott keeps it, and he bangs it into the touchdown. Here are Mickey Spagnola, Brian Broaddus, Rob Phillips and Bill Jones. And it's time for a fabulous Friday edition of Talking Cowboys. Bill Jones with Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Brian Broaddus. And yes, we are not only streaming on DallasCowboys.com, but a reminder. We are also on TV tonight on Texas 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth. Very good Friday to everybody. In my opinion, this right here is the best football Friday of the year. And why is that, Bill? You can look right here on the tabletop as we've got an Oklahoma Sooner cap and we've got a Texas Longhorn cap. Yes, it's the Friday before the Red River Showdown. Explain to me why you have a Texas Longhorns cap. Because you lost a bet. No, no, he's trying to be fair. Yeah, no, he's right. He's not trying <laughs> to be fair. It's not so you. Now, can you see that? Yeah, so why would you, you spend money on we can that, see it. right? He, 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 I, I did not spend money on it. I will Bill, quickly Bill will assert tell you, that. Bill will tell you he filled up at a gas station and got that free. Are you familiar with Derek Eagleton? Yeah. Very much yes, so. Yes. Yeah. So you and borrowed a hat. Oh, I didn't okay. borrow. No, I didn't Fair borrow enough. a hat, but it's uh, to gain favor with Derek Eagleton. How's that? <laughs> well, good luck. Good luck with that <laughs> whole mess. Man. Good luck with that mess. Well, and okay, right off the top, then what I'll say is this. Okay, later in this show, I'll likely don this cap, and if the Longhorns win tomorrow, next Friday, I will don that cap. How's that? I'm writing that down. All right, mm-hmm. there you go. All right, and so. That's better than having a mohawk, huh? It is, yeah. Well, we can arrange that. No, we're not not doing that. We're not doing that. But anyway, I just just love this football weekend every year. It's the the game that I circle, uh, being an OU grad, having been born in Oklahoma. My whole family went there. But I love love the Longhorns, too, from the stand. My my daddy, who passed away 15 years ago, said – that you live in Texas, you got to love the Longhorns. I'm sorry, Rob Phillips, you're an Aggie, <laughs> but that's that's what he passed down to me. But I've got so many friends that are Longhorns. That's what I love about this weekend. We come together, and it's yeah. And I know there are a lot of fans out there. They look at okay, there's a game that you circle. Maybe it's a rivalry. Maybe it's a Redskins still. Maybe it's the Eagles. Might now. be next week with here. Yeah, yeah. the Eagles, right? And so I, I just love that about football. Is yeah. you know, and, you know, I love it every week. But there's certain weeks that are better than other weeks. Well, let's hope you love this week going up to New York. Yeah, that's right. It, it's, yeah. And every week is better if you win. Yeah. That's, so, that's as we've be a, learned the last yeah, two weeks around here. Yeah. That's an absolute must. So who was, who was LSU's biggest rivalry? I think right now. Was we, there one like that? Well, when you were in school there, which was it? Well, it's probably University of – Alabama, we, we played them pretty evenly. Now they've owned us. Uh, Florida was always a big one. Old Miss back in the day was really, really that big. That was kind of the hate one, right? That's, that's a lot of hate going on there. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, the, the Southeastern Conference has a lot of really good rivalries to begin with. I mean, you really – I can't put my finger on one that I felt like. But, yeah, playing Florida was hard. Playing Alabama was hard. I mean, Florida and LSU play this weekend, so we'll see how that all turns out. Do you miss playing Kansas? Uh, yeah, Absolutely. Especially guess, in do you football. Miss, do you miss playing Texas? Not, Aggie. not really. Really? Not, our schedule's hard enough. Well, it's, it's hard tough enough. enough. But as far LSU. as you, just talking about the rivalry where it gets your blood boiling. 
Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. You know, you love that game. And one day it'll be back, I think, yeah. but not now. I mean, right. the, the the back and forth was really good mm-hmm. between the two schools. You know, everybody would try to one-up the other. Um, and, and a quick aside, I can remember Missouri went there to play a basketball game at, at Kansas. And, you know, they got this tradition before the game where they kind of do their uh, little chant. And Norm Stewart decided, the Missouri basketball coach back then, decided that his team should only get booed once. So when they left the court and then Jayhawks come back and it's dark and they start doing the rock chalk Jayhawk chant, he left them out on the court. And you could hear the balls bouncing and they were (laughs) shooting in the dark just to mess with them. All right, so how much does your blood boil for the New York Jets on Sunday? The Cowboy blood better be boiling because they they need to treat, like I said earlier in the week, they need to treat this game like it's the Patriots. Yeah, you absolutely need to find a way to go win this football game. And I don't think it will be as as easy as people think. I was listening to Mickey on the radio this morning on 105.3. I thought he made some excellent points about – uh, with Sam Darnold playing, I tried to ask a question about Jamison Crowder. You know that could be a potential matchup problem. He, uh, you know, he, Crowder uh, wore out the Buffalo Bills. 17 targets, 14 receptions. Several wow. of those were for uh, third down conversions in that game. The last thing the Cowboys need to, to have happen is that all of a sudden they get Mickey made a point too about Bell, Le'Veon Bell, worrying about him catching the ball in the flat making plays up the field, and then also Jamison Crowder working underneath. And Jason Garrett just answered my question in a way of saying, Jamison Crowder is a quarterback's best friend. You know, the Cowboys have played against him before. Uh, he was with the Washington Redskins. He still does some of the similar things that he did in Washington. He's got quickness. He runs option routes. Uh, he's got stop-start quickness. There's all kinds of things that you have to deal. And now we worry a little bit about Anthony Brown. And, you know, the question was asked by Todd Archer, what about Jordan Lewis? Does Jordan Lewis figure in this game? And if Anthony Brown is not up to up to snuff with what needs to be done against Jamison Crowder, I wouldn't be surprised if they put Jordan Lewis out there and let him play because Anthony Brown is susceptible to penalties, holdings, things like that. So uh, this, is a, this is a game that will have a little bit more difficulty to it because of the quarterback situation. Again, Mickey pointed out very accurately this morning that their offensive line is a problem. And if the Cowboys don't take advantage of that and get enough pressure and force this issue a little bit more and get – you know, get that squared away, there's going to be problems. But he also, and again, Mickey, I'm listening to your whole broadcast. I think you're absolutely right. Mickey also said, hey, go out there and, and get a lead. Find a way, you know, get, get a lead so you can run the football. Get a lead so you can play some offense. You can show some balance and not be so one-dimensional. Well, that's you know, a, the that's only th- a great point on Jamison Crowder. When you look back at his game-by-game game th- this year, yeah. and he had 14 catches for 99 yards, which, by the way, seven yards a catch. And that, yeah. In that one game that Darnold yeah. started, and in the other three games, four catches against Cleveland, two against New England, two against Philadelphia. Right. Right, and then the thing I forgot to mention is all you had to do was watch the first half of the game last night, right? Yeah. New England's supposed to run the Giants right out of their own stadium, and it's 21-14 at halftime. And they were lucky it was 21-14 at halftime because they got a, 
They didn't even block the punt. They yeah. hit his own guy in the back with the punt, and yeah. they pick it up and run for a touchdown. Otherwise, it's 14-14 at halftime, and you had a hard time knowing who was playing for the Giants on offense, Yeah, including That's so the running back, injuries, yeah. the Hilleman, the wide receivers. They, they were wiped out. Yet Tight end was out. And the t- yeah, and they're in the ball game yeah. until it kind of faded in the second half. Yeah. I think you got to yeah you got to worry about a team that's got maybe a little more juice with their with their quarterback coming back because I think they probably feel like they're a better team without him or with him and with him, you know you probably can get Le'Veon Bell a little bit more involved if he's able to move the football through the air they've got to protect him I mean you saw the protection issues they've had without Darnold in the game, um, but you know. Run defense is going to be a huge factor here. No question. I know we've talked about it all week, and Chris Richard addressed it. Not only that it's important to stop Le'Veon Bell, and Cowboys have been screened a lot, uh, and that's one thing he does really well, screen passes, handoff to him. But he said also it's a copycat league, and we expect teams like the Jets to try to run similar plays against us like the Packers did and like the Saints did and see if we can stop it, and that's going to be really key. Offensively, you mentioned trying to get back on track. Dak said the, used the word hungry. They're hungry, and I think they're, they're probably a little ticked off because I think they feel like they're moving the football. It's just self-inflicted stuff that's really stopping them. I mean, the, the, that first quarter really took them out of the game, and, and it's, it's, it was pretty much all on them to a large degree. They're moving the football to the point that they are the number one ranked offense in the National Football League in terms of total yards. How about that? And then and you find yourself down 31-3 yeah, in the 30, second half. 31-3 and, and wow. your best offensive production of the year in that game as far as total yards, as it turns out. You know Are, what's worse than that? What's that? They gave up 34 points to the Packers, and they have the sixth-ranked total defense. How about that? There you go. Scoring defense, right? No. Yards. Yeah. Sixth. Hmm. They're one of two teams in the league that have a top ten in both. And that's why they're – San Francisco's the other one, and they're undefeated. That's why they're ticked off, too, because they feel like we're a good defense. We had a bad game, bad game against the Packers for sure. All right. We're off to a good start, though, here on Talking Cowboys. And when we come back – Who's going to actually play in this game on Sunday against the New York Jets? Back to Talking Cowboys. Cowboys continues here as we are at the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. It's it's a Friday edition of Talking Cowboys on DallasCowboys.com on Texas 21 in Dallas-Fort Worth. Our phone lines are open for you. 
For those of you watching on television, this show airs live on DallasCowboys.com from 11 a.m. to 11.45 each and every day. And it's the Friday show that we put on Texas 21. You can give us a call during the live show at 888-855-2297 to join in on the festivities. Brian always has Periscope up and going as well yeah. on during they, the live show. They have a good time dealing yes. with each other on that. <laughs> yes. <laughs> nice it's chat room a, going. Audience yeah. all into itself. They, all into itself. Absolutely. Oh, we got the tours coming through here, and I see a Texas Longhorn fan right there. What a big day as people are. And wow, this is a whole Longhorn group, I think, coming through Just here. Just for you, bud. Yeah, that's yep. exactly right. All right, who's better who's, hold up the hat? Who's going to, yeah, no, no down horn. Oh, there's a sooner coming through. All right. Um, Who's going to play in this game Sunday? What do you think? How about, what do you think Mickey, about Tyron? You liking that Tyron Smith plan? I still think he's going to he's going to play. They're going to. He said he'd work out on the side today, so that's another in little bit of an improvement. And I think all along the plan was to get him to do something on Friday, and and then hopefully it goes well and he plays on Sunday. I, Lael Collins is out. Yeah. yeah, there's been more movement activity from Tyron, at least not practicing, but at least kind of doing stuff on the side than Lael this week. So yeah, that's, I that's think an indication. That, yeah, I think they're they're clearly uh, a week or two away with with uh, with Collins. Collins. But yeah, they'll know a lot about Smith. I, I'm agreeing with Mickey. I think that we will see Smith. But uh, you know, we we've, we've got till 12:45 today. That's when practice will end, and they'll probably know a lot more about the, his situation and how he's moving around and how he feels. And you know, they have another day. Uh, you know, when they get to the hotel, they have treatments that they do at the hotel as well. So uh, he'll continue to get to as much. Uh, as much medical attention as he can with the hope of playing. I mean, I, I feel like, though, having him back in there would be outstanding for Dak's mental state as far as knowing, okay, on that backside over there, I don't have to worry about that. I can stand here and make these throws and allow these receivers to, to get open a little bit more. So, uh, yeah, I think that uh, if he plays, it's a – it's a, it's a good thing all around for everybody. Okay, so, of course, last week when uh, Smith was out, Collins was out, and you had Cam Fleming at left tackle, you had Brandon Knight at right tackle. Yeah. And so how are they handling it this week in practice now with the possibility that Tyron Smith is back at left tackle? Who's going to play at right tackle? I think that's where they would go back with, with Fleming. Fleming is what they, they call their swing tackle. So, you know, Fleming gets enough work even when they're healthy. When it's Collins and Smith in the lineup – Fleming will play both sides. He'll play the right side, and then he'll switch over and play the left side. And they do that with all their players. You know, with the exception, Joe Looney gets all gets majority of his snaps at center. But then you got guys like uh, you know, with Adam Redman will play center and play guard as they work through things. So, yeah, uh, this will be if uh, if Smith comes back, then I, Cam Fleming will be on the right side, and then that means that uh, that means that. Um, uh, that uh, Brandon, Knight. Brandon Knight becomes the, then swing. the swing tackle yep. in the game. So yeah. do you do you think that Cam got or is getting reps this week at right tackle as I, well as left I tackle? Don't, I don't, I don't no. not believe so. No. Okay. It's, and, and so that's not necessary, really. He that's that's entitled. That's what they call him. He's has, right. But he 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 does get work during the week. He just has not got work this week, and then last week because he was going to make the start at left tackle. So from a. Uh, philosophical standpoint is it easier to protect your right tackle than it is the left tackle yeah it is because you're right-handed you're right-handed and you can set your formation that way too you know with with the I, I feel like though that we're going to see some 12 personnel in this game even even if Smith plays 
but it might be to what Mickey's point is, put it on the right side over there and then have Witten and Jarwin, with Witten being the blocker and then Jarwin being the downfield player. Keep an eye on that. Because they tried that last week, right? and then they had to get out of it because they fell behind so quickly. But right. when the, the, if you look at those first couple possessions, it was a lot of too tight end. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Absolutely. So, you know, that's interesting because uh, we do a show special edition that airs on CBS 11 in Dallas-Fort Worth at 11 o'clock on Saturday nights. Rick Goslin's big thing on that show this last week was – at, on the heels of the shot down the seam to, to Blake Jarwin, the 35-yard play right. against the Saints, is let's see more Blake Jarwin. And there were no targets of Blake Jarwin last week. That's the, one of the main reasons why is they fell behind. They had to get out of the 12 personnel, I guess. But you can also take Witten off the field and put Jarwin in there. Yeah. And they did but, some yeah. They did the fourth yeah. quarter. They sure right. did, yeah. But uh, so, what what do y'all think about uh, Jarwin more in the passing? I have back? no problem with Jarwin being on the field, and no no offense to Jason Witten, you know, because there's been some times where Jason Witten has run some really good routes. We got a, an out route the other day that he caught on the edge and got his feet down and stuff like that. But if you talk about down down the field, the seam routes, the things like that, that's just a better throw for Jarwin. That's just a better. He has a feel for how to run that route, how to avoid linebackers, how to run through the safeties, and then come up with the reception. A little bit better adjustment down the field, you know, with the body, the way he plays. So, yeah, I'm all for uh, allowing him to have more of those opportunities. And if it means that Jason Witten has to stand next to me and watch him catch that football, I think Jason Witten would be okay with that as long as they have the production and getting the plays out of it. Yeah, Jason hasn't dominated the snaps. I know people thought that might happen this year. Uh, I think Blake had a little bit of a foot issue coming out of preseason. Sure. So they limited his snaps early. He's been getting maybe 25 snaps a game, something like that. Maybe it increases. You mentioned that 35-yard catch that he had a couple games ago. That's him on a linebacker, and that's a bad matchup given the fact that he can get up the field for a man his size. Another thing to keep an eye on for this game is Randall Cobb because yep. he's got his back tightened up on him on Thursday. Sounds like, according to Jason, he's going to be with or Garrett. He'll be limited at best today. Maybe they're just trying to manage him, get him to the game, but it may be an all-hands-on-deck thing where here's a guy that can get up the field and make plays for you if Cobb's limited in the game or if he can't go. You also have to think about with the tight ends going against Jamal Adams. That that's that's the that's the caveat that you go with here is that okay how effective can the tight ends be if Jamal Adams who's one of the better cover safeties in this league you know he's physical he he knows how to play the ball he can create turnovers even if you catch the ball he's going to make contested plays on you so how much is the tight end really going to be a factor in this game I think a lot of it depends on Jamal. Adams and what he's able to do in this game. And uh, next segment, I want to get more into Jamal Adams and some other guys on that Jets defense. Uh, as far as Antoine Woods goes, we're real quick. Oh, good to go. Good yeah. to go. Yeah. He was full yesterday. Yeah, you know, that tight end thing ends up being matchups. Yeah. Like, who, who are you playing against? You know, it's the same thing with Tony Pollard, I think. Who are you playing against? Can he take advantage of their linebackers, or however they play it? And there's some games like this one, maybe not with Adams. Uh, I was a little surprised so far the tight end breakup has been like this. Uh, Witten's got 71% of the snaps, and Jarwin's got 36.8, so 37%. I thought it would be a little closer to 50-50. It's not 99, like some people no. just kind of assumed, right. oh, right. it's never coming off the field. But, yeah, you know, maybe maybe it evens out a little bit as we go. 
All right, and as we go here on Talking Cowboys, we turn our attention to those New York Jets. And who do the Cowboys need to be concerned about, both on offense and defense, when we come back? Your new apartment's big. Such a great deal. Uh, it's okay. Just okay? What's not too... Right above the subway! Well, I bet you don't even notice it after the... That's my neighbor, Angus! A deal that's just okay is not okay. Get a great deal with America's Best Network. Come into an AT&T store and learn how to buy one smartphone and get a second one on us. Based on GWS One Score, September 2018. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys and with us you'll travel like a pro visit cowboystravel.com to book your travel package today work the Cowboys way and channel the winning business tradition of the Dallas Cowboys and the Jones family at formation this dynamic workspace provides an elevated work experience on the star's aspirational campus with exclusive membership options available to meet varying needs. Choose from open workspaces, dedicated desks, and private offices to leverage our home field advantage for your individual business success. Limited memberships are available now, so apply today at formationatthestar.com. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Free-to-play predictive games in the Dallas Cowboys app to win cash prizes up to a $10,000 grand prize. Fans must be 21 or older and logged in to play. Download the app for access on game days at dallascowboys.com slash app. Speaking of game days, for those of you who are just becoming familiar with Talking Cowboys on Texas 21 in uh, Dallas-Fort Worth, Brian brought us tell us, what you're doing on game day this Sunday as the Cowboys take on the New York Jets, a 325 kickoff on CBS 11. Yeah, we have a, uh, a Cowboys uh, pregame show on all our platforms. Uh, we do that. Uh, Lindsey Draper, uh, Danny Charette, we get in and we have field reports uh, from Rob and Nick. Uh, get your interview with Stephen Jones. So, yeah, ch- uh, make sure you tune in uh, 2 o'clock on, uh, on Sunday, and uh, we'll get you, get you right. All the other pregame shows go around to all the other teams teams you know kind of give a, a wide look at the nfl we focus on the team you care the most about so check us out at two o'clock and gonna be in the plaza this week for a yeah away game? it sounds like the weather being good enough yes we'll okay. be out there so come, nice. so all those fathers come and throw those nine routes and try and hit me and Lindsay with the ball oh yeah that's as, something. as, you're, as you're throwing to your seven year old sounds like routes. a good activity to hey, me yeah. that's a great way and plus you got the big screen up there yeah, where the games sure. are going and the early game yeah. going on and then the cowboy game of course uh, starting at 325 it's great yep. Great place to take the family on a Sunday afternoon to the Star and the Tostitos Championship Plaza while Mickey and Rob are on the road with the team. Absolutely. Right? 
All right. 240 uh, pregame segment on the fan. Okay. 105.3 the fan. All right, let's take a look at the Jets and the Jets defense. Last segment, Brian mentioned Jamal Adams yeah. out of Hebron High School and LSU. Of course, he was, what, the sixth pick in the draft when he came out uh, a few years ago. And I was, again, watching the Jets last night, and I'm looking at this number 33, and yeah. I just love this safety, Jamal Adams. also like Steve McClendon up in the nose tackle. Yeah, that's that's one of my matchups that I wrote about in this football game. When you look at uh, – uh, Travis Frederick, there's not many opportunities where they play straight nose, where he has to face in a 3-4 front just a straight nose tackle. Well, they do this. Uh, this is kind of a staple that they have with uh, Greg Williams and the Jets. So uh, keep an eye on Travis Frederick and the matchup with him and Steve McClendon. Steve McClendon started his career with the Pittsburgh Steelers. So if you're a nose man from the Steelers, you you play a lot of heavy Heavy nose, and so and that that'll be a, an interesting matchup between him and Frederick because he's a guy that 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 plays with leverage. He likes to get real close to you and then try mm-hmm. and control you that way, almost like a wrestler, you know. But the thing is, Travis Frederick plays the same way. Frederick is a belly to belly blocker too. So here you have two guys who are going to fight to get real close and then try and be able to control the other one. But that's a that's a good matchup to you watch. You know, and and. Because I, I was looking at their defensive linemen thinking about the first-round picks, Leonard yeah. Williams, number 92, Quentin Williams. and Quentin Williams, yeah. who's the first-round pick this year, who, by the way, uh, returned last week after missing two games. He played in the first right. game, and he played in, in last week's game for them. We'll see if he's back up to speed and is more productive, because he hasn't done much so far no, has in, in his rookie season. But it was a McClendon. I'm going... McClendon, I knew he would played with the Steelers, but there's an example of a one-technique-type player yeah. who will fly under the radar throughout his career. He's 33 years old, right. but he has a presence about him on he that does. defensive line. He does, and I can say the leverage that he plays with, though, he did a great job last week when uh, when Jason Kelsey was trying to block him in Philadelphia. And Kelsey's a little bit of a lighter guy weight-wise, and so, yeah, the, uh, that uh, – McClendon took advantage of him and kind of tossed him around a little bit. And be interesting again to see if uh, I don't think he's going to be able to toss. Yeah, that's probably what I was impressed as much as yeah. anything. He was tossing Kelsey around. He was tossing Kelsey yeah. around quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. and and then Adams. In the, in the run game, uh, he'll come up and he will strike a blow on a running back. And you mentioned him uh, guarding tight ends, yeah. but he's also lurking out there if you're throwing to Zeke coming out of the backfield. You too. have to be alert of him creating turnovers. Mm-hmm. He is a guy, he's physical enough how he hits. And so if you're a ball carrier, you have to be able to secure the football, be ready for that that collision with him because he will. he's not a punch-it-out guy. He is a go-get-it guy, and then he is a go-blow-you-up guy. Uh, so ball carriers over the middle, underneath, all have to be ready for that. They really do have a nice defensive front. Right? We talked about Leonard Williams earlier in the week. Quinn Williams, a young player that can get after it. Kellen Moore was talking about this week. It's a good front. They play enough. Greg Williams, we know about him as a blitzer. Uh, long time in the league as a defensive coordinator, but they bring just enough pressure to keep you honest. They'll also mix up their coverages and try to confuse you. So it's a good group. It's just, you know, the offense for the Jets has really struggled and it's put the Mm -hmm. defense in some tough spots this this season so far. Yeah, I think that's the biggest problem with this team is the offense has has put them in a lot of tough spots. Keep an eye, too, on Neville Hewitt, the linebacker, too, number 46. He's a guy that is always around the football. He's a he's a guy that they will blitz. As a matter of fact, he's got a couple of sacks. So have to be alert. He's kind of used the same way that they use Jalen Smith here. You run you run a twist front and then run him through 
behind the twist. So uh, keep an eye on that number 46 for the Jets. So Adam Gase says you don't have to keep an eye on Henry Anderson. He's mm-hmm. out. He already okay. met, uh, mentioned um, that before practice in his in his. He's uh, the right defensive end for them. Yeah, yeah. out and for also, the game. Out for the game, and C.J. Mosley, their starting linebacker, hadn't played yet. Uh, he played first game of the year. First game yeah. and got hurt, yeah. and so he's out also. So he he's not playing along with their starting left guard Osemele. He's out, yeah. and so the headline that. Uh, uh, Mosley had to see in the Newark Star this morning when when is he going to start qualifying his lucrative contract? Yeah. <laughs> it's a tough crowd up there, man. Poor guy's hurt. <laughs> <laughs> and he had like a 61-yard interception return for a touchdown in the one game he did play. Yeah. yeah. Oh, so that uh, that accounted for their 16, yeah. how they got to 16 that, points right. in that opener. <laughs> yeah, that was part of it. Yeah, that's right. They got out to a 16 nothing lead. So then after that, they kicked three field goals. Okay. Offensive line for the Jets, a real weakness. It is a weakness. Last week they started a rookie at right tackle, their third-round draft pick. I hope I got his name right, Chuma Idoga. Idoga, that's right. Okay. Um, Demarcus they have Lawrence. to start again. Yeah. Well, and and prior to that it was Brandon Shell, and right. that, he was a healthy scratch last week. Yeah. So that's the problems they're having at right tackle. Yeah. Uh, Osimile is out the left guard, and so Alex Lewis started in his place last week. They've got Kelvin Beecham out of SMU, the starter at left tackle. How about the edge rushers, and how much are they licking their chops for the Cowboys? Yeah, I tell you what, the Kelvin Beecham is the one you need to keep an eye on in this one. He's the left tackle, and I think Robert Quinn. Uh, when I when uh, you know I was writing about this this week. The one problem that Beecham has is he's not strong enough handling an inside rush. You know, a lot of tackles will be able to, like, punch and then power step inside to kind of cut off that inside rush. I have a feeling that what's going to happen in this game is Quinn's going to just keep pounding his shoulder, pounding that right shoulder, pound, excuse me, pounding his left shoulder, pounding his left shoulder, and then get him with that weight to the outside and then take him back underneath. He has to be, Beecham has to be concerned about Quinn's ability to attack his corner and naturally just get around it. But, again, Quinn's going to have to be able to also adjust. I think he will. Quinn's a smart guy. He's watching tape. He sees the problems that Beecham's having. Keep him wide, keep him wide, keep him wide, go underneath. That's the quickest path to get to the quarterback right there. How quickly do you expect the ball to come out from Darnold to oh, try to try to yeah. offset to Bell and Ty Montgomery and try to offset this rush with DeMarcus yeah, on the other side too? Where, yeah, this is where I worry about Crowder, you know, in this game. Mm-hmm. This is where if if Crowder's gonna get fourteen catches and only gonna be for eight yards, still it's all underneath, it's easy throws. You know, that's something that, you know, Buffalo's got a good defense, and they weren't really able to get at me. Darnold was able to get rid of the football. The problems they've had is that Falk has just been a statue back there, you know, and he just does not get rid of the ball quick enough. But I think with with Darnold, they're not going to let him get beat up in this game. So they do keep tight ends in. They do play 12 personnel. Even when they've kept tight ends in, they've had problems blocking. But will they keep the tight end into the side of – Lawrence, or will they keep it in the side of Quinn? Who do they feel like they need to protect the most? My feeling is that they probably need to protect the rookie on that on the right side because of him dealing with uh, with Lawrence. Yep, and they're not getting their tight end back either. 
Herndon. Uh, Herndon that was suspended the first four games. And yeah. He pulled a hamstring last week, and yeah. they haven't put him on the roster yet either. Yeah. It's been Brown. Everybody's and, got problems. Every, it's been uh, Brown and Griffith have been the two tight ends that they primarily use. And this is a team also, I wrote about it in my final thoughts today. This is a team that uses an offensive lineman as a fullback at times. So Jonathan Harrison, the center. Uh, will sometimes come in the game on short yardage. I'm sure that's something that Rod Marinelli, Chris Richard, and those guys have prepared for, having that center being as a fullback, trying to be a guy as a lead blocker. All right, more talking Cowboys coming at you in just a moment. Talking Cowboys. Talking Cowboys continues from the SWBC Mortgage Studios here at the Star in Frisco. Bill Jones, Mickey Spagnola, Rob Phillips, and Brian Broaddus as we get you set for the Cowboys and the New York Jets on Sunday at 325. Jim Nance and Tony Romo doing the game for CBS. It's a rare opportunity for CBS to get these Cowboy games, and they don't care whether they're playing a winless team. It doesn't matter. Romo's doing the Cowboy game. At 325, too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're, they're big game. Yeah. Yep. Oh, yeah. It's Tells a big you a lot. Game. Yeah, yeah, that's right. So you got to have a production meeting with your old buddy, Tony? <laughs> you think... Yeah. What do you think when Witten or Jason goes into that meeting with him? Yeah. They just play grab bag or they, you know, <laughs> grab, grab bag. bag. Well, I didn't want to say what I wanted to say. <laughs> well, you can. You know, TV. It's, yep. You know, it's funny. I bet you Tony has to, you know, I'm sure he pays a little attention to what's going on here. But he's focused a lot on Kansas City, New England. Mm-hmm. You know, he's got to get he's very got some, familiarized yeah, a little he's got bit. To, yeah, but he's going to have to probably come back and say, okay, who's playing well for you? Who's not? But he could read the papers. It's maybe. Like, when are you playing any? Yeah. What are you doing? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Stealing money? Yeah. So, okay, well, I'm trying to do the math on this. Now, Romo, uh, how, how many how many years have been this? This is third year. So yeah, he was yeah. with Witten the first year yeah. when yeah. he was out. Okay. Yeah. That's what Witten said. He said, you know, right. we've done this before. Yeah, that's right. That. That's right. I'd think there for a second. All right. Uh, what is, okay, before we get to our picks to click in this game, what's the most surprising thing through five games about this Cowboys team this year uh, that you did not expect coming into the season? Where, And what I'm getting at is, from a statistical standpoint, what what they've done in their first five games, what is the most surprising thing? I got one for you, and I wrote about it yesterday. We talk about the, these chunks of yardage they're getting but not converting. Through five games, they've got 24 passes of 20 yards or more mm-hmm. from Dak Prescott. And this time last year through five games, and I know Amari wasn't here yet, they had 10. They had 10. And so that that shows you – the capability of this offense going vertical and what Dak can do and 
where they're setting themselves up for success, they're just not finishing turnovers, particularly in the last two games. And people might say, oh, well, some of that stuff was garbage time late in the game. Five of those came in the first quarter. I mean, they, they were in position, mm-hmm. weren't able to cash in. So I think the fact that they're showing that under Kellen Moore, they can get deep. Amari Cooper can get a ton of separation on good corners. We've seen him play very good corners. Um, they just can't, can't shoot themselves in the foot, like they've been saying. I think the thing that surprised me the most, and just this goes back to watching 30 practices of training camp and preseason games, that they would have created more turnovers. Mm. I think they, with, with the number of passes that these cornerbacks were able, they, they made it tough for Dak Prescott in some of those practices. You know, sometimes you watch, man, Dak had a bad day. Well, how about, how about uh, you know, Awuzier had a good day? How about Lewis had a good day? How about Woods, Woods had a good day? I think that's what's been so surprising to me is that they haven't created more of those opportunities of the turnovers. Because I felt like coming out of camp that this was a group that was primed with the pass rush, the linebacker play, that the secondary would get more opportunities to get their hands on the ball, just have it materialized. Now, it started off pretty well where they had you know, guys drop some and guys get hit in the head with the ball and all kinds of stuff, but they just haven't done a good enough job of making me feel like that that's gotten any better, even though coming out of camp, I thought after 30 practices and preseason games and stuff like that, that this group would be better at that. I think, and while they are the two leading tacklers, I thought the linebackers would make more big splash plays than they have so far. I think Jalen Smith and Leighton Vanderish at times you know, showed why I thought that. But from a consistency standpoint, I, I just thought they'd make a bigger impact on games than they've made so far. That run game and in the in the past. That's a game. great point. I think mm-hmm. you saw it with Leighton too. He was frustrated after the game against Green Bay. They were getting hats on him on the second level and just open field. He wasn't making tackles that he normally can make. And and that's that's you know his calling card last year. That's what made him an All Pro. So why do you think it hadn't happened with the linebackers? Yeah. Yeah, I think this is, you know, I, I wrote about this for gut feeling today because it goes back to what I, with Bill Belichick's do your job. You know, I think there's a lot, I think there, we're starting to see with Van Der Esch, you know, his, his thing is more about he's really good on angles, he's good closing on the ball. There's been some times where he's kind of caught in between, you know, where he looks like he's trying to close on it and, pulls up and it kind of puts him in a bad angle and then he misses. I think on the other side of it, I think Jalen Smith is trying to do too much. I really do. I think it's, you know, you're supposed to fit here. You're not supposed to try and run through here, you know, and all of a sudden when you get a washed lineman and you're supposed to fit in that, and if you watch the Cowboys play run defense, they'll slant the front and play the linebackers the other way to kind of compensate for the gaps. And if you're not in the gap you're supposed to be in, you know, you can't freelance. You can't freelance when you're playing gap defense. You just can't. And I think Jalen Smith has freelanced some in these in these games and it's hurt them. When they're when they're on when they're when they're playing gaps like they were in the New Orleans game, I thought they did a better job, you know, of of like, okay, front goes this way, linebackers are here. Now we're gonna make the play. You know, with Sean Lee, there were some times where it looked like he you might call it freelancing right but it was he read the play and was reacting to the play if when, you when he would go out of if you guess and you don't arrive there and finish 
You've got to know it. You've what got it a is. problem. And, and yeah. people say, oh, that's playing with instinct. I think Jalen Smith's got instinct. I think Jalen Smith, though, when there's certain times you need to take that chance where you do or you don't. And I think in that, in that Packers game, we saw a little bit too much of taking a chance and then not being able to be in position to help maybe a defensive tackle that got washed down inside. Their diagnostic skills haven't been what they should be. Yeah. For whatever reason, yeah. that's why. Well, that's that's why they believe it's correct because Lee, it's not a lack Lee, of talent up right. there. Because Lee, what you said, he saw those things. I don't know that, that these that guys are anticipating. Studying, yeah. And you know the tendencies of, a, of, yeah. a, of the offense. Okay, Rob, go ahead. No, that was oh. the biggest thing Leighton said to us. I think in camp was reading, and I think Ben Bloom, the linebackers coach, was, was diagnosing things pre-snap mm-hmm. because that can make a difference between just making a tackle or maybe getting a strip fumble from the linebacker position. And and some of that comes with inexperience, but uh, it's it's part of their issues in the run game. You know, think about game. Lee. What was the, 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 the opponent's criticism of him? Oh, he's stealing our singles. Mm-hmm. No, he was here to 7 o'clock at night studying, yeah. and he knew and what you were so doing. So many times against the Giants right? especially, and the yeah. Eagles. Yeah. It was the division, oh, the opponents. division opponents. He, he knew. knew them. And I don't think these guys know. I mean, I haven't LaShawn McCoy that. had some games against him where he got nothing. It was like it was uh, Sean Lee was everywhere he went. Yeah. So, okay, our picks we're going to make them study. Our picks to click when we come back. Just follow Sean Lee. Wherever Sean Lee <laughs> right. goes, you go And when you're studying for the game. Picks to click when we come back. It can be hard to find the right resource for learning about important financial matters. You search how to build savings, you end up reading about the one weird ingredient from supermarkets that can make you taller. That's why Bank of America built BetterMoneyHabits.com, a safe little corner of the Internet for answering your financial questions. Full of simple videos and tips, Better Money Habits can show you how to make the most of your money without resorting to random searches that always seem to lead to unbelievable photos of childhood stars grown up. To learn more, visit BetterMoneyHabits.com. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. The OtterBox that builds those crazy protective phone cases? Yup, and now they're changing the side dish game with the OtterBox Trooper Soft Cooler. Lightweight, mobile, and leak-proof, Trooper is perfect for blitzing a crowded parking lot with a Frito pie. Amazing. Hey, you think I could fit my seven-layer salmon salad into the Trooper cooler? Yup. But please don't. And that's been Tailgating with the Otterbox Boys. Learn more about the Trooper Soft Coolers at otterbox.com. While a player can look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Dr. Pepper is the one you crave. But how do you explain that craving? Imagine a surging river of ice-cool Dr. Pepper roaring with carbonated mists of desire. You're dangling above it upside down like a fishing lure in the wind. 23 flavors tickle your nose, but the river is too far away to taste. Dr. Pepper calls to you. You, you. Now that is a Dr. Pepper craving. Dr. Pepper, the one you crave. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? 
Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to talking cowboys. So so Shannon needs to go to getjackblack.com to get the two faces of clean free deep dive three ounce or pure clean and with your sixty dollar plus purchase. <laughs> That's good. Is that it? It's good. Yeah. Okay. You shop stop there in midstream shop. it seemed like. Shop. <laughs> Getjackblack.com and use the code CLEAN. Yeah. All right. Very All right. good, Vicky. Get him, Jack Black. I shocked myself that I got through it so fast. I'm shocked, too. <laughs> was that fast? Yeah, and it was clean, yeah. too. It was clean. Good uh-huh. job, Mick. There was a wobble, but, yeah. but you got through it. That's right. Okay. Picks to click. No script. Final segment here. Cowboys, Jets. Get him, Mickey. Mickey, who's your pick to click in this game? Cowboys, Jets. Yeah, that's the game this week. Yeah. Name a player, this not is, the teams. This is <laughs> Give us a player, man. You know what that was like? What? You know when you like you ask a coach and they say, that's a good question, they were just buying, buying time, time to come up with an answer. Because <laughs> we you know darn well it wasn't a good question. You want me to go? Let me steal it <laughs> yeah, from you? Yeah, go. Okay, you've had, you've had Zeke like every week. Yeah, I'm going to take Zeke. I think Zeke eats in this game. I think they're going to try to stay balanced. They got... The score got way out of whack last week. He was getting, I think people are forgetting, he was getting five, six yards a pop first, second quarter, wound up with only 12 carries. I know people were saying, oh, it's the lowest carry total he's had to start a season. It's been circumstances that have caused that. If they can get a good start, Brian talks about this all the time, Dak, 44 attempts or whatever it was, that's that's too much. You want more yep. balance, and I think they're going to get to that this week. All right, who's next? I got it. Okay. <laughs> Cowboys, uh, Jets, right? Dean, Dean, Smith, Dean Smith just ran a four-corner offense <laughs> to right. kill the game. He, he was a pain coach. Oh, don't get him started on Dean Smith stories now. Um, <laughs> I'm going with Robert Quinn. Oh. Robert mm. Quinn. I think they're going to sit there and go, we got to take care of Demarcus Lawrence, as teams have been, and Quinn got shut out last week. So I think watch you out You like for his matchup with Quinn. Kelvin Beecham. Yes, I do. Okay. Probably okay. about three sacks. You know, Three sacks. Mick, wow. Yeah, you know, Mickey, I'm, I'm just going to I'm going to go the other route. I'm, I'm going to say on the other side, I, I think both defensive ends are going to have good games in here. I, I like the matchup. You know, I've talked about, OK, do they going to set tight ends or formations over to Lawrence's side? I don't think that's going to matter for him. I really don't. I think that, that, that I've seen the Jets have problems in 12 personnel blocking. They got a rookie over there playing tackle against him. This kid has not seen pass rush moves like he's about to experience. And I think that I think this is one of those games where you see Demarcus Lawrence play not only play the run well, but then get after him on the pass. I think both defensive ends come to play this weekend. I like what Mickey's talking about because he's absolutely right. They they have no answer. Beecham has no answer over there, and it, it could very well be a big, big, big game for Quinn. But I think this is where Lawrence. I think this is where Lawrence kind of is going to thrive in this game. He understands what's going on, you know. He's seeing double teams and stuff. But I just don't think the Jets are good enough double teaming him. And when he does get single blocks, I think he's going to take advantage of that. So, run pass, my man, the tank Lawrence making plays. What's your what he said? What's your <laughs> he quick? Was, he was my guy. Was he Lawrence? 
Can I go with Lawrence too? Go with it. Let's go with it. You know, I got a I got a, a, a double click here. Okay. Oh, good. <laughs> <laughs> what Brian was talking about with Jamal Adams and how well he can cover mm-hmm. with the tight ends. Well, what if they put two tight ends out there? Ah, yeah, there you go. Who's yeah. going to cover the other one? They got to make a determination who they're going to bring them. a yeah. safety up. Yeah, the safety's not going to be able to cover uh, Jason May. Jason Witten yeah. from a physical standpoint, and I bet he can't big enough to cover uh, Blake Jarwin down the field. Yeah. Hey, guess Pretty what? Thought, guess huh? what I did on the on the drive in today? I was talking. <laughs> I started off the show. Yeah. I started off the show talking about what a great college football weekend this is. You know what I did on the drive in today? Hmm. I listened to college football fight songs. Have you ever done that? Like you had them recorded on your phone? No, they're, they're like fifteen like on seconds. Spotify or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah. 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 You got, oh, oh wow! How did this, this one get here? There wasn't wow, a special request for this or anything no, before the no. show. Why would there yeah. be a special request for this? But I listened to this fight song, and I also listened to another fight song, and that would be the opponent for the long, for the uh, Sooners. That mm. would be the Longhorns. And there you go. I love this fight song. I'm sorry. Nikki, wear the hat. No. Come on. Wear the hat. Oh, Rob, you'll wear the hat. No, won't I you? won't. <laughs> well, not not happening. Actually, on my watch. this is the eyes of Texas. I also yeah. like Texas fight. Yeah. I mean, is that sacrilegious for a Sooner to like the Longhorn fight song? Bill, you're just following your dad's words. Right? That's exactly right. That's go. exactly right. And on the other hand, at 2:30 on Saturday afternoon on CBS 11, you've got a classic SEC matchup. As you've got is it Missouri and Kyle Ole Miss? Field, Kyle Field in College Station, the Texas Aggies taking on the Crimson Tide of Alabama, and Rob Phillips, how excited are you? See my face? Yeah. <laughs> About this match? Yeah. A little, little worried? A little bit. Can we not have the Aggie war him? Surely we've got Beamer? the Aggie no? war him. That's okay. That's we okay. don't. You gotta have the we'll Aggie put up a fight. Him. How about the Alabama fight song? Yeah, Alabama's a good one. Uh-huh. Yep. What yeah, about yeah. LSU Florida? That's pretty That's huge. A, well, o'clock. okay, we're getting to that. Seven o'clock. All right. You like your matchup? You don't. You not, don't like not, it? Not so much. Okay. Not so much. You got a pick to but, click in that game? Uh, and you, Kellen Mond, okay. slinging around. He's slinging around. Johnny Manziel coming back. Yeah. <laughs> and then uh, LSU and Florida. Go get them, Tigers. What a matchup. Go Tigers. Absolutely. Go Tigers. Yeah, Tigers are favored big in that game, but it won't be a big score. I don't think Joe Burrow's playing well, though, the quarterback. they have uh, Florida could have some difficulty having to, to cover these guys. So we'll see. We'll see. I'm excited you, about it. You, you've forgotten Missouri. Oh, Ole Miss. Missouri as a team? Ole Miss. Missouri has a team. I want to find the Aggie <laughs> Don't go Warrior. to sleep on them, big boy. Wow, that is a big matchup. Mizzou and uh, – let's end with it. There, there we you go. go. Just for you, Rob Phillips. Thanks. The Being Aggies the are going to pull off the upset of the Crimson Tide. Oh, that's, that's kind of. Was that like There's my pick to click is Kellen Mond. <laughs> the Aggie band. The Aggies. The Aggie band will beat the Million Dollar Band. Oh, we they'll be great. We can't yeah. end on the Aggies, though. Yeah. Can we? Can we? Sure We're running can. out of time here. Yeah, right? you I mean, here's Texas Fight for you. There you go. Got it. See you next time.